Well, welcome to the journey. Uh, today we have uh, Davida Schmidlin with us today. And so welcome, uh, Davida, um, to the journey. And uh, just real quick, let me briefly just explain a little bit of what, what the journey is. And the journey is uh, an opportunity to just meet with some individuals and have a conversation about their own um, personal experience in life. Maybe um, as their life has unfolded, maybe there's been um, setbacks or maybe a change in direction in which they you know, first thought they were going one way and, and maybe decided to go in another direction or a combination of things that have happened in their life, opportunities or setbacks. And then maybe they decide, uh, uh, this, this is the doors that have been open for me. And what did they learn along the way? Uh, we never know who's listening and what maybe peace could uh, benefit them, give them encouragement or give them hope. So, uh, so Davida, welcome to, uh, welcome to the journey. So um, thanks, Kevin. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, not a problem. So what I always start off with is I just ask uh, um, our guests, what is, if Davida going to have fun, um, what, what do you do for fun? Well, for fun, I enjoy spending time with my grandkids. That's always fun to me. Um, In the summer, we do some motorcycle riding. Uh, We enjoy doing that. Uh, I don't do a lot of crazy things for fun. I'm kind of a laid back, you know, person. It doesn't take a whole lot to, (laughs) for entertainment. Uh, We do enjoy spending a lot of time outside at the pool in the summer. Uh, obviously winter time, you know, that can't happen, but, but yeah, mostly I enjoy my family and, and just hanging out and enjoying whatever's going on in the moment. Gotcha. And so you said grandkids. So how many grandkids do you have? Yeah, four, two four? boys and two girls. Okay. And how, and how old are they? Uh, the boys are both nine and okay. the girls are six and five. Okay. Gotcha. And then how many children do you have? I have three sons. Three sons. Okay. And, and how, yeah. and what, and what are their, what, what are their ages? And then how, uh, and do they live nearby or? Uh, they're eight. Well, my oldest son is 29. So there's 29, 23 and 21. Okay. And unfortunately my oldest two sons moved back to Ohio, which is where we're originally from. We're currently in the Rockford area, but we're from Ohio. Okay. So the only one left is the youngest who is 21. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, they're, they're grown and, you know, kind of doing their own thing. So. Sure. Sure. Now we're in Ohio. Now you're, you're, you, you're born and raised in Ohio. Yes. Okay. And, and where in Ohio? Uh, We were Northwest Ohio, a little bit outside of the Toledo area. So we're very close to the Ohio Michigan border. Okay. Gotcha. So what, what brings you, what brought you, I'm, I'm assuming you and your, you and your husband mm-hmm. came over from Ohio and what, what brought you to Rockford? Yeah, it was 16 years ago. He was transferred for his job. Okay. Gotcha. So okay. that's what brought us here. <laughs> okay. All right. And is he still, is still the same company now after, after yes. the, okay. Yes. Okay. Eight more years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not that anyone's counting, right? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. So, so when you now, um, so when you were in Ohio, what? Tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, when you were in in high school there and college, and what were you, what were you kind of into when you were a young person? What, what did you do for, not just fun, but what did you do? Extracurricular activities, if you had any. Yeah, so that's an interesting question. Um, when I was younger, I wasn't involved in anything very good. I had a really, 
had a really dysfunctional childhood, um, a lot of, you know, emotional trauma, a lot of dysfunction. So that followed me into my teenage years. And I actually became a mom at 16. So that's what I was doing. I didn't go to college. However, in my 20s, I did go to Bible college, you know, after I pulled myself together and, and realized that wasn't the life I wanted to live. So uh, when I was younger, my extracurricular activities probably aren't a lot of stories that I want to share on air. <laughs> a lot of mistakes going on back then. <laughs> sure, sure. So, so and, and again, we don't have, definitely we won't have to get into the stories for, because you never know if your grandkids are going to be listening, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. So, so, but I, I do think though, regardless of, re, you know, regardless of what it may be, it, I think you, you, you said something that I think is so important is that you, you made a comment about because of some things that were going on in your family of origin, you, you found yourself making choices, um, uh, you're making some different choices either because of either reacting or responding to that, or because maybe there wasn't the same kind of guidance that maybe you were able to provide for your kids, um, whatever those reasons may have been. Um, but now at, at, at our age, we can sit back and we can then look at that maybe more objectively, right? Mm -hmm. And, oh, look, at, sure. and yeah. look at that as not almost like kind of like, um, you know, like in a Christmas Carol, right? You know, of, of looking back into our past and seeing it uh, from a little bit more objective perspective. And I think that in itself is, you know, when I'm working with clients, I, I try to invite them into that process because so many times we still, in our 50s, 40s and 50s, we still keep the shame that we may have experienced as a teenager if we don't look at it like, you know, step back and objectively look at it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't carry any shame. Like I'm, I, I don't carry any shame. I'm a completely different person yeah. today than I, than I was back then. And while I won't say that my experiences were enjoyable, I do think that sometimes they are like your trauma and your emotional stuff. It can be a prerequisite for where you're going and it can teach you Yep. If you allow it to, you know, it can teach you about yourself. It can teach you about the world. It can teach you to have compassion for other people. So there's so many lessons in that, that once I was able to move through that and kind of tap into mostly what I believed about myself because of the things that had happened and was able to really kind of see more truth in that area and realize that I am enough. I am good enough. I don't have to be who other people want me to be just because being raised up just because other people's woundings or traumas cause them to behave in a certain way that doesn't have anything to do with my identity as a person. Mm -hmm. And so being able to like navigate through all of that uh, has, has really helped me, like I said, have, I think more compassion for other people and be able to see people and the world and even myself through that forgiving and graceful lens, which I may not have had I not gone through all of those things. Not that I'm excited that I went through them, but it right. can be, you know, if you can use it as a positive if you choose to. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, when we look, when we are able to kind of step back and in that space of looking at it just for, 
you know, I, I use the word objectively or, or looking at it more factually about what happened, we can, we can look at things and go on, okay, I can see why the 15 year old Kevin made that choice because he was looking for, you know, whatever it was he was looking for. Right. And, and mm -hmm. the 15 year old Kevin didn't know how to do it differently at the time or thought this was the best choice at the time. Um, or I was willing to risk what I may get for it versus the consequences, you know, whatever that may be. And, and it, and I can, and if I do that at 50, I can, I can then recognize, like you said, have more empathy for him and then be able to have more empathy for someone I may be encountering and also know that that may be a path that they have to follow on their own journey. Meaning they have to look, look at and unpack that and just look at, okay, this already happened. So what can we learn about it that, that resonates now? Right. Right. Yeah. I think there's always, there's always, there's always a lesson there mm -hmm. when you can see it that way. And when you can have, give yourself some grace for where you were in that moment. And the reality is we're all really doing the best that we can with what we have, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, back in that moment, I didn't have a lot of self-confidence um, coming from my perspective today. If you would have asked me back then, I wouldn't have been able to tell you these things, but I just, I mean, I felt very unvalidated as a person. And so I, was really looking for validation. I was looking to belong. I was looking to have that uh, need to be loved and accepted for who I was. And I didn't know how to find those things in a healthy way. So I just tried to find them in the only way that I could figure out. And at that time, you know, with, did the best I could with what I had to work with. Sure. <laughs> really. <laughs> well, and, and I think, you know, we, we I think sometimes we want, you know, usually out of fear, right? We want for mm -hmm. our our kids, uh, and and I don't have any grandkids. I my my kids are uh, 24 and 22, and so I, I want my you know I want my kids, you know, to be safe and make you know make good choices for them and and those things, and um, but recognizing that sometimes finding out what the good choices are for them may may very well uh come from uh you know you know making a choice that, that at first i'd be like oh i don't know <laughs> but they need to find out for themselves you know they need mm -hmm. to they need to experience uh that for themselves and just hopefully there won't be too much long-term impact you know when they make that when they make those choices so right so you you had mentioned that uh, you, you had you know at, at a young young age uh, became pregnant had, had must be had your oldest son right your twenty nine year old okay yeah and then um, and then obviously you went through the whole process of you know taking care of him and raising him and then when you were in your early twenties you said you went went back to school or went to school yeah yeah. And in a particular, it was, uh, a, you said a Bible college? Yes. And, and what, what school was that? Um, it was Heart for the Nations in, uh, in Genoa, Ohio, okay. one, of, one of the places that, that they have a, a, a school. And um, I had, I mean, I think I had had faith since I was little, but I, I just really wasn't following any kind of faith. I was sort of doing my own thing. Um, and in my early 20s, 
I was, you know, introduced to the church. And I think looking back at the time, I thought, oh, I mean, even though I'd come a really long way in my journey, I think I felt like I was going to fix myself, right? (laughs) I was going to fix everything because I could do all the right things, which was kind of what I what I felt I needed to do. And in all of that, I mean, that took me on a whole nother journey of, you know, a lot of good came out of it. Like there was a lot of really good that came out of it, but there was also for me a lot of, I think like inner struggle that came out of that as well, because you can't always do the right thing and you can't fix yourself by crossing the T's and dotting the I's. And so there was always a lot of self-condemnation for me in that journey and trying to live up to uh, what I, what I thought was the standard, which really now I look back and I realize that it was other people's standards and expectations (laughs) that I was trying to live up to. And so Uh, even though like that journey was really great in a lot of ways, there was also a lot of um, heartache that came along with that and lessons to be learned in that as well. And, but it has all brought me to where I am today. And so we're always growing, we're always learning, we're always progressing, you know, and just, I mean, that's the journey, the whole idea of your podcast, right? (laughs) Like just kind of taking that journey and and letting it guide you. And I think that for me, that was kind of why I got stuck was because I felt like I wasn't really allowed to trust my own intuition and let it guide me because I had to stay within this very safe box of what was, you know, safe and what was looked at as, uh, you know, appropriate. And so it, it was, it was kind of a transition. So I go through all this stuff, finally realize like, I can't fix myself and quite frankly like I'm not broken I didn't really need fixing I just really needed to find the authentic version of me that I could trust Mm -hmm. and so in that you know that journey has kind of you know took me to where I was in ministry for over 20 years and then I I exited from like a formal ministry setting and I started to do more traveling and speaking um and I went from there into, you know, just kind of wanting to work with people more one-on-one and doing life coaching. And, and so it's just been like a constant involvement and I'm sure the next 10 years will, you know, take me even farther on that journey, but it was, it was a very good experience. And yet at the same time, there was also some heartache in that. But one thing I've learned is that you can have both. Like, I feel like sometimes we, we have this idea that it has to be one or the other, that you have to either have, you know, all joy and everything's really good, or you're in this place of, of heartache and struggle. And I just think the reality of life is that most days we have a little of both. And it's very freeing to like realize that that's okay, that you can have all the emotions and all the things and that we're capable of handling them all and processing them all. And we don't have to choose between one or the other. So, I mean, in a nutshell, that was, that was kind of like that, that long time period. Obviously, there's a lot more, you know, detail in there, but that was kind of where I went from going to Bible college, you know, having that experience in the church, and then kind of growing and evolving beyond what I was learning and learning to really trust myself to move forward into what felt right and authentic to me. Yeah. 
you know, your that part of your journey re, reminds me a lot of some very similar experiences that I had. A um, little bit different. I, I was I was raised in a a, a Lutheran home. Uh, went to went to church every Sunday, and um, kind of maybe similar to yourself. I don't ever. I have no memory and I have memories that go back to pre being three years old. And I have no memories of not feeling, feeling that I knew who Jesus was. Never. I always remember. And then later the stories that I was told later, but I always remember that sense of that presence, that sense of, of that is along my, my entire life. Right. And then, um, uh, but I remember I had a, a youth pass, a, a youth director that brought us to different churches so that we could check out different churches. And that was the first time that I saw church differently than the stand up, sit down, sing, sing this hymn at this certain time, or uh, the apostles created this certain time. And that, that, that was uh, attractive. And then, uh, and then probably the next big event that happened, I remember uh, I was 18 years old and a, a, a friend of mine invited me on a Sunday morning to go and watch him get baptized. And I had no idea what he was talking about because in my world, you only got baptized as a baby. I had no idea of why was he, I didn't get it. I didn't understand, but he was a friend. So I said, yes. And I went and, um, and after the sermon message was done, I was talking to him, getting ready for the his, the next piece, and the pastor asked me if I wanted to get baptized. And because I was going to see a guy who was going to train me for the Mr. USA, uh, I was a bodybuilder back then, um, I said no, because I didn't want to go to that meeting with wet hair. Um, <laughs> so, but as he turned and left, I felt this strong sense of I should stop him because I need I should do this right now. And so I ended up making a decision and it, and it was, it was like a, not an epiphany is not the right word, but it was definitely a spiritual shift and awakening and along with the next probably six to six months to the next, probably at least 18 months of pretty intense, heavily involved within assemblies of God church which was much different than the Lutheran church um, that I had been familiar with. And that was instrumental in my, my next level of development spiritually. Um, that was, that was, that was a critical, that was very critical, especially at that time period in my life. Um, and then a couple of years later, I noticed that the rules that had given me such structure now seemed, I, I, I couldn't help but see the gray that wasn't fitting in the black and white world that was being painted for me. Like grace, grace seems love and grace seemed to be grayish more than black and white. And I struggled with, those seemed to be fundamentally teaching points um, <laughs> of the main character that everyone was talking about. They seemed to be fundamental to that. And I couldn't not see it gray anymore and mm -hmm. i i recognize with with a lot of questioning and people making comments and 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 uh predictions about my future um i knew that i had to leave and move on to the next the next 
part of the journey. But, um, and that was hard because uh, maybe similar to what you experienced, uh, that, that, that was hard. Because, uh, you know, I, I joke and say I'm a recovering people pleaser, but sometimes, you know, it's not so recovering. <laughs> so, so. Yes, I, I, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, oh, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I I had a similar, similar experience. I, I, I know that I have had an awareness of God, of Jesus. I mean, ever since I was small, I I don't, I don't remember like an exact moment when it happened, but I know I've always had it. But when I first started going to church, uh, I, I plugged in right away and I remember filling out my application to like serve in the nursery. My kids were small at the time. And one of the questions was, uh, when did you get saved? And I remember writing down, I'm not sure, do I need to take a class for that or something? Like, <laughs> I don't really know what you mean by that. Um, and so, you know, I, I plugged in there and then, um, you know, a lot of really good, a lot of really good came out of that, you know, a solid foundation in my faith. Um, a passion for people, you know, wanting to help people, seeing more worth and value in myself. But then, like you said, uh, it all became gray. And there were certain things that just weren't feeling right to me. It, you know, just my intuition, my spirit. But for a long time, I didn't trust myself enough because they're the pastor, they're the leaders, they should know better than me, right? Like, who am I? I'm just this young girl with, you know, three little kids. And I, what do I know? And so it took me, it took me a really long time to find the confidence and the boldness to actually ponder my own thoughts and what I was thinking. And like you said, that transition, when you feel it so deep down inside of you, you just know that you have to go. For me, I, I explain it like I felt like I was being suffocated. I, I couldn't have my own thoughts. I couldn't have my own opinions. Um, even a little bit like with, uh, you know, like preaching and teaching, I started to feel as though it was the only space where you do that. And the, the purpose for other people listening often felt like it was simply to point out where they thought you were wrong. And so like that was, you know, that was kind of my experience, not always, but often enough that it was, it was really impacting me and affecting me where I felt like I didn't have the freedom to be myself and speak my own truth and what I was learning and where I felt like I was being led. And so I felt that deep, like what you were talking about, like, you just know, you just know that I have to go. It's time for me to transition. And that was hard because there's other people involved. And when you have spent a good portion of years building relationships and connecting with people and you're very submerged in that world and that's your life. And then you decide that you have to move on. Not everyone is going to be supportive of your growth. And unfortunately, often those are people that you held very dear in your heart that you expected to support your growth and be happy for you. And they're not. And not only are they not happy for you, but they're now condemning you and telling you that you're backslidden and you better watch yourself because you're going down the wrong path. And so it's really hard because it's like, you have to follow, you have to follow self. You have to follow, you know, what you're being guided to do. But then there's also this grieving for what you're leaving behind because those people mattered to you. So you're leaving with 
excitement for the future and where you're going. And then you're also leaving with some hurt and some grief over relationships that are now ending simply because you felt led to grow maybe in a different direction than someone else. And so that was really difficult. That was a really difficult part of the journey for me. And it actually took me a couple years, I think, to, to really, you know, heal from that and, and be able to, you know, move forward and feel comfortable pursuing new relationships. Because now I have this fear of like, well, if I get too close to people, I'm going to get hurt. You know, they're going to judge me as soon as I grow. And I know I'm going to grow. Like, I've just accepted that. Like, you're going to, you're going to keep growing. You're never going to stay right where you are forever. Um, so it took me, it took me a good two years to process all of that and to really heal and feel comfortable moving forward and welcoming those relationships, new relationships and new people um, into my life and into my heart and just had to kind of come to terms with, you know, if, if I get hurt moving forward, which it probably will at some mm -hmm. point, right, it'll happen. But now I know I'm strong enough in who I am and I'm strong enough to see it for what it is and I'm strong enough to have it or handle it. I'd rather have the relationship and the experience and learn and grow from each other, at, you know, and, and have an open heart to people than to close myself off and think I'm protecting myself from being hurt, but really just shutting yourself off from anything good too. So sure. that was, yeah. So just for, and I, I know these are some of those questions that, uh, and, and again, it, it, I'm, if you don't have a specific answer, like, right, that I'm very okay as we just talk through it, right? Um, okay. But, you know, many times you'll hear people talk about or hear it in a, you know, in a in referenced in a book or in some teaching or whatever about finding your own voice, or I think you refer to it as listening to your own voice. Right. And, and so, and, and that seems, to, you know, it, it, on one hand, it seems a little woo woo. And, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and on the other hand, you know, it's like, okay, so what, what, so what does that look like? What does that look like for, for DeVito to, to, to hear your own voice and be able to differentiate between the, our own voice, that, that intuition, that, that God space that's with, within us versus the 15 year old uh, who's making choices based upon just trying to figure out how to get some needs met. Right. How, 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 because that's what people will say will refer to as backsliding. Right. You know, if you're listening to the 15 year old, then you're, then you're, you know, that's how you backslide. And it's like, so how do we, differentiate because how, how does Davida differentiate? Well, I think for me, like listening to my own voice, um, what you said about like having that God space inside of you. So my old, my old faith paradigm, if that's what you want to call it, was more looking for this external source that I really couldn't fully understand. It was always a question of, you know, did God say this? Did God, you know, like there's always, well, God said, God said this. And so for me, listening to my own, listening to my own voice and trusting my own intuition is acknowledging that there is a oneness with the divine. And that, that is part of who I am. It's part of me. It lives inside of me. And I can trust that guidance, even if it's different from what I'm getting from other opinions or the outside world or someone else's belief, I don't have to subscribe 
to what someone else believes and lives by in their life if it doesn't feel authentic to me. And just really coming to terms with that's okay. You're never going to please all the people all the time. And it's okay for you to take up your own space and be your own person and be authentic to where you feel you're being led. And I really did. I mean, and when I said like backsliding, for me, that kind of looked like people assuming that because I was going in a different direction, that I was no longer hearing from God, that I was no longer being led by, you know, anything divine. I was being led by the flesh and, you know, being selfish and heading in the wrong direction. And in all reality, I was really following what that, that space inside of me, where that was leading me and taking me. And so like, for me, like listening to your own voice, being able to trust your own intuition, um, it really is a matter of, of learning to trust who you are, who God created you to be, and trusting that you do hear, you do hear guidance and direction from the divine, and you don't need anyone else's permission or approval to follow that. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, as we were talking about that, both both of us having some similarities in our stories of 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 trying to figure things out, trying to make things up as we were going along, trying you know trying to piece it all together, right? It, it, and probably survive is probably a little bit of uh, exaggerating and, and you know stretching it a little bit, but trying to get our own you know as we we're making this up, trying to get our own needs met, then we become or get involved with a particular group that has a set of guidelines, has a set of rules. Of course, then it's also, uh, you know, the, at least for me, the thing that really felt uh, uh, empowering is not the right word. Uh, felt like I was going in the right direction was because it, it did bring me closer to God. It did, it did open up certain pathways. And so, but at some point I was doing the, the, the people pleasing that I was doing before or trying to please others to get my own needs met before I switched over to try to make sure that I was getting this group of people's approval as well. It just said that I, I just switched the other end of the continuum. I just went from, they were both flesh. They were both, you know, just one, one used verbiage, that was religious. Um, but it still was, I was still, I was still more concerned about please. I was, I was more concerned about not having them upset with me than I already knew that God was okay with me, but it was this translation that was throwing me off. And, 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 and it sounds like there was some similarity that, that you were talking about because the rejection, when you're not following that rule for, for whatever reason causes people to become upset or concerned or fearful then the message is is that then, then we're being rejected and um and and i think that that part of of being able to kind of i think you said it about grounding ourselves and listening to that voice that is able li listening to that part of us that tie that taps into the divine is in that same space um it, it is kind of key Looks like you may. Oh, it looks like you might have froze there for a second. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, we're back. <laughs> okay. 
the 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 beauty of doing these things on on, uh, on Zoom on a Monday morning. So right, right. <laughs> but um, no, I was just I was just talking about the idea that 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 sometimes we get stuck wanting to please other people, similar to what may have been going on earlier in our lives. you there yeah technology <laughs> yeah exactly so so what what i did is i kept recording with that um so we'll we'll they'll go he'll go ahead and edit it that that part that we kind of mm -hmm. lost some space and and it'll it should be okay yeah, um, okay so uh so i was just mentioning about uh about the aspect of again this idea of hearing our voice as we are learning to uh, trying to trying to learn how to differentiate between the part of us that want approval of others versus trying to uh, you know listen to that listen to the voice of intuition listen to God's voice that that speaks to us when we're grounded when we're in that quiet space um, so if there was anything for for the ones that are listening what are some things that kind of allow Davida to know that that you're listening, like, what, how, do you, how, do, how do you know when you're listening to that voice of, of, of your voice, the voice of intuition? I turned off the video to see if that would help because I don't, I mean, it looks like my internet is okay. I don't know why it keeps freezing. Oh, yeah, it just, yeah, it just popped up. Um, okay, well, well, we'll, we'll keep, did you hear the last question I asked? Um, you started to say, what would you, what would you say to those who, but I didn't hear the rest of the okay. question. <laughs> All right. So, so if you were going to share just what would be those things that if there was anything that allows, allows you to know, okay, I'm, I'm, how do you know when you're grounded, listen to the voice that's speaking through your intuition uh, versus, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the rule book or, 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 or sensing what people may want? Hmm. Well, I think, I think first of all, that that is something that you have to grow into, especially if you're coming from a space where you are very much a people pleaser. And I mean, I'm right there with you. I, I think I had the crown for people pleasing. <laughs> like that was my, you know, that I mean, I, I just I had to have other people's approval in, in everything. And if I didn't, then I questioned, and, you know, doubted myself and I wanted to make them happy. But the discomfort of not being true to yourself and making your own self happy and following, you know, just really being who you are catches up with you. 
And so I think to answer your question, I think you have to grow into that space of feeling confident enough to follow what feels like it brings peace to you, what feels right to you, and also being able to eliminate or at least be able to push past. I don't think we ever truly eliminate fear. We, we will feel fear, but sometimes we have to, you're know, being uncomfortable, but also like shifting, being able to shift past that and not being afraid to make a mistake, um, not being afraid to explore something that, you know, <laughs> to move you in, 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 in a forward direction. Because for me, a lot of what made me afraid to explore or, to even really examine my own thoughts that that were kind of outside of the box was this notion that you you're going to get it wrong and you're just going to be you know caught up in this web of lies and evil and it's going to take you down this terrible you know to this terrible place and so when I was able to process through that fear and realize that I am one with God there's, there's no, like, that's not going to change. No one can take that away from me. He, God's not leaving. And if I take a step, I'm, I'm never, I'm not going to get it wrong. I'm either going to learn something or I'm going to grow. And so there really is no wrong. And so I think for me and, and what I would say to other people is you can trust that, you know, if, if something doesn't feel right to you, if you feel like you're in a space where you can't breathe, and you're wanting to move forward, there's no guilt and shame attached to outgrowing what your normal is now, even if other people aren't ready to go with you. So I feel, I think that, you know, you just, you have to like learn to trust your own guidance on the inside. And I don't really know how to put that into other words, except for follow that intuition, follow where you feel like you're being led. And a lot of times I think that speaks to us through maybe, you know, a book or a message or something that we hear that's a little bit outside the norm and it kind of piques our interest, but then we have this fear over here on the other side to look into it or explore it because of everything we've been told or everything we've been taught about what shouldn't be or where you shouldn't go or what you shouldn't listen to or who you shouldn't listen to or, you know, what kinds of books to stay away from or what kind of teachings to stay away from. But sometimes if something catches your interest, you have to trust yourself enough to explore it. And it's either going to be something or it's not. And it's okay to, to follow that and to trust where it takes you, either to the left or to the right or straight forward. It's going to take you somewhere. And it, it's okay to trust that. And it's okay to explore your own, your own faith and your own thoughts and your own passions and feelings. I hope that answers the question. <laughs> No, and I, and I think, and again, kind of like how I started with this question was just really more about having just a discussion about, about it. And, and I think, you know, at, at I think at, at different times as we evolve in our, in our own growth, you know, aspect, there's different, you know, different things that we may have to make, you know, make decisions about, you know, and I, I think of, you know, some time, some time periods when, you know, it's like, okay, when, when does Kevin, Kevin's tendency is to say yes, and his tendency is to not to say no when it comes to helping someone or doing something. 
um, because before it was about Kevin and he didn't help other people. So, so I had to, you know, so I, so I found myself in this position of going, okay, doing the opposite. You know, I had my own personal agenda of what was going, what I needed to do to meet Kevin's needs or whatever. And then, okay, how do I get outside of that? Which was then to say yes, more than no. And now I find myself in the, in a, in a space of going how to discern what to say, what to say no to, so I can say the correct yes to something. And Mm -hmm. because it's no longer about, is it, you know, it's, you know, the the choices are about, yes, I can, it it becomes more complicated or I complicate it more because of, uh, because, you know, if I get asked to be on, you know, four different boards, they, they, all are good causes. I can't say yes to all of them if I want to be effective on any of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so uh, so I think sometimes it's it's you know uh, and that's why I would just want to throw out to anybody that's listening is that if my tendency is to say yes, why why is that? And take a look at that because maybe it's more uncomfortable for me to say no, and that may be the growth opportunity. Or if every part of me wants to say no, because I'm fearful of it not working out or making a mistake, like you were talking about, maybe this is where I need to step in with courage to say yes. As we're getting, yeah, to, yeah. as we're getting to learn about our, about ourselves and getting to learn about that, how to, how to hear that, how to hear our own voice or intuition. Yeah. So for me, I think that a lot of not that I don't ever get it wrong or, or occasionally struggle with the when to say yes, when to say no, because I do. But I feel like for me, what has made that much more clear is having a clear vision and having a clear understanding of uh, where I'm going and where I feel like I'm being led and what kind of, what what plugs into that and how I'm, because if I if I, like you said, if you say yes to everything, you're not going to do anything extremely well. And so be to be able to serve people and to be able to show up for people in your best capacity at a hundred percent, we have to, we have to pick and choose, you know, what we're going to say yes to. And so for me, a lot of my gauge on that is, you know, does this, does this, you know, plug into the overall vision for what I'm doing and how I help people. And, you know, can I really show up here and give a hundred percent? And then there's other things that, you know, that come up and it's like, that's, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't quite fit. And so, you know, then I know that that's, it doesn't quite fit like my passion and my purpose and the road that I feel like God has me on. And so those are the things that I've learned to say no to. And key is to be able to say no to it and not feel guilty about it because you realize that saying no to this over here means that you can give a hundred percent yes someplace else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and that sometimes those that those nat- natural feelings of guilt that we might have disappointed someone because they're going to be disappointed that we say no, it's okay. That doesn't mean you made the wrong decision. It just means that that's that's that that is the uh, consequence of the decision you made, it still may be the right decision just because someone's disappointed. So, um, so, yeah, so exactly. 
So Davida, let me let me ask. Uh, so what now you, you've talked about uh, that you're doing some one-on-one coaching now, some life coaching right now. Yeah, um, I actually have a, a program uh, that I do. It's a, I have like a, a an online course that people can go through, and there's some group group coaching involved with that. I do have some one-on-one coaching that I do primarily group coaching. Um, and then that kind of, that evolved out of the book that I released, um, just in kind of helping people. I, I'm very passionate about helping people kind of find those root causes of, of where the false beliefs have come from, you know, that they tend to live in that keeps them from really exploring the life that they want to live from being happy to constantly living in that self-doubt, uh, imposter syndrome, like, you know, (laughs) wearing the crown for imposter syndrome. Um, And so those are the kinds of things that I'm really passionate about helping women with. A lot of the women that I work with are entrepreneurs, not all of them. But to me, you know, being an entrepreneur, having your own business, it is 70% about personal growth, self-development, you know, really being comfortable with who you are, (laughs) and 30% about skill and, you know, knowing how to grow a business. And so I take a bottom up approach with people, I feel like, you know, we, we have to like go from what's, what those blocks are, you know, maybe even subconsciously those, I know for me, there was a subconscious belief that I picked up early in childhood that I wasn't good enough. And I didn't realize until in my forties, how much that was still affecting my decisions, my growth, my choices, um, stopping myself from moving forward, a lot of people call it self-sabotage, but I think it's really just patterns that we developed in our younger years to keep us safe and protect us from feeling like a failure or feeling like we're not good enough, but we carry that with us um, throughout life. And so those are, you know, Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> we are we are having a hard time this morning, aren't we? <laughs> yes, we we are. <laughs> so, so I I think I think we caught I, I caught everything I think we caught everything on tape. You were just talking about um, regarding the piece of when uh, you're able to do the classes or you know do mm-hmm. do the groups and and really about kind of helping uh, specifically women entrepreneurs kind of navigate through that. Um, uh, uh, through that, through that process of looking at uh, identifying maybe old messages um, from mm-hmm. old impressions that happened when when a person's younger that may still be manifesting themselves into their adult world. Yes. So, yeah. so, so let, let me add what. Uh, well, first of all, what's the name of your book? And and so let's we'll, we'll start there. Yeah, the book is called Unraveled. It's unraveling the beliefs that hold you back and learning to love the real you. And the book was really, I mean, it was, it was me wanting to be very vulnerable 
with the world, which I think I say that out loud and I'm like, why? <laughs> but it was because I feel like, you know, I talk about, I talk about some, uh, some pretty significant things. I talk a little bit about sexual abuse in there. I talk a little bit about, um, you know, being told to, you know, keep quiet, not tell. Um, I talk a little bit about my church experience. I talk about a couple of things that happened with my kids. And the reason I wanted to put that out in the world is because I feel like when you are real and open and raw and honest about your experiences and how you have navigated them and how you have um, explored them and come out on the other side and you share that, that's what really helps people grow because one, they don't feel alone. Um, anybody that can relate to that, and you don't have to have something major to have, you know, these, these hidden things, you know, like that are, that are still kind of there. It could be something as simple as, you know, the way that a parent responded to you repeatedly um, when you did something that could have made you feel uh, one side or the other, that either you needed to perform really, really well, or that you were never good, you know, you know, like there's just these things that we pick up and we adapt, uh, adopt these beliefs about ourselves that we carry with us. And so I feel like when you're willing to share the things you've been through, it helps other people not feel alone and navigate that space for themselves more easily. I mean, we need community. We have to be able to co-regulate. You know, we, we got to be able to self-regulate, but we also need to be able to co-regulate with other people and feel like someone understands us and that this thing over here that we're feeling, that we're not broken and we're not alone, that it's a normal part of the human process. And so that was really why I wrote the book. I just, I wanted to encourage other women to not give up and to not quit and to not be identified by the events that have happened in their life and to be courageous enough to explore those places that hurt and quite frankly, really suck to go through. <laughs> like there's nothing yeah. fun, <laughs> you know, there's nothing fun about, you know, visiting some of those places, but the freedom on the other side is, is well worth it. And so that's really, that's what I'm very passionate about helping people with. Gotcha. Well, that your book uh, definitely sounds very similar uh, to when I talk about the hero's journey and talking about uh, addressing those dragons or those demons or those, those messages that we, that we have continued to, uh, manifest in our life today because they they don't go away until we address them because they're within us and we're the ones right. who we're the ones who continue to resurrect them um you know it, i mean granted we may have to leave leave situations or leave relationships or whatever it may be um i'm not to imply that you know uh there are bad things that are happening there are abusive situations abusive people definitely we have to do those things for safety from that aspect of it but unfortunately in those abusive situations the message that we carry with us even when we've gotten out of the scenario uh it, it causes just as much pain as it was when we're in there and um so i think in in the name of the book is unraveling right yeah unraveled yep, yep unraveled. Yeah, unraveled unraveled yes. and then and then you also have a website in which people can contact you at yeah, well, my, my website is actually currently under under construction at this moment. It's okay. being rebuilt, but it is, it is DavidaSchmidlin.com, so it will be active again soon. Um, okay. But I am active on, you know, Facebook and Instagram, active on social media. And 
that's kind of that's really the best place to you know to connect or to find me or to learn more or whatever. Gotcha. Okay. So then, so then, if people did want to get a, get a hold of you, they could get get a hold of you through either Facebook or Instagram, and then they get contact information from you there, and either do some one on one or do some group coaching, um, or get your book, and then kind of doing some uh, you know either self exploration or or, uh, or or with a little bit of coaching, you can do as well. Yeah, and the book is available on Amazon. Um, so you can, you can get the book on Amazon also. That's actually the best, best and only place to get it right now. I don't, you know, I don't sell those through my website. So I just let Amazon take care of that for me. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but you can get it there. And uh, yes, I will be um, launching another round of the course uh, coming in January, but I do have a waiting list for that. And okay. I always get really excited when it's coming up because like for me, like that just like fulfills my purpose in helping other people make those connections and to see people like I just had one of one of my girls say to me last week, um, it, these are the kinds of things that just make me really like happy and excited and know that this is the right path for me is, you know, we had gone through some coaching, there were some there were some things that were revealed that she was kind of like, oh my gosh, I would have never thought about that. And this is really about guiding other people to be their own hero, right? I'm not doing this for them. I'm just guiding them, you know, to finding their own truth. And comes, she comes back the next week and she's like, I stood up for myself this week and I didn't even think twice about it. And it just felt so natural. And I didn't like, I didn't feel guilty afterwards. Like I would have, and I'm like, damn, <laughs> right? Like, it's like those kinds of things are what bring me so much joy because having been there and lived in that age of not being able to, you know, have your own voice or speak up for yourself or feeling it was wrong to do so. Um, I mean, that's just one tiny little, you know, example, but those, those are the kinds of things that, that we, that we see happening. Right. So just for some, someone who may not have, ha, have ever participated in something like this. Uh, so the book is, 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 is one aspect of some self-exploring, but then the, the workshop uh, piece of it becoming part of that. So then it's for so many weeks. Is that how it, how you roll it out? You, you sign up for, you sign up for it and it's for so many weeks. Yeah. So so coming coming up, um, there will there will be like an initial an initial launch where we'll go through the course. That takes twelve weeks, but then we kind of extend that out over a six month period because I mean transformation takes time. I mean we do sometimes have like these big revelation moments that it's like boom, you know something changes. But learning to uh, navigate how to when you when you see those old patterns. Uh, learning how to navigate those, how to recognize them when they come up in the future, and they will because they've been there for so long. Um, it's a process to learn how to walk through that. And I don't know that we ever 100% get rid of it all the time, but it starts to come up less and less. It gets, it gets uh, less um, overpowering. We recognize it faster. It has less of an impact on us. And that doesn't happen overnight or in two or three weeks. So it's actually a six-month process where we work together, but it takes 12 weeks to go through like the workshop part. And then we continue to work together for three more months, you know, whatever comes up in your life, you know, if you get stuck just to have that, that support and the group coaching is, is amazing. Cause not only do you have coaching, you know, me doing coaching, but then there's also this aspect of community 
and co-regulation with other people who are on a similar journey. You know, they're walking out their own journey, but it's a similar journey of growth. And so, you know, having that community to do it with is, is, is very powerful and impactful. Absolutely. And I, I have uh, not only experienced that I'm, along with my own personal journey, but also experienced that as I facilitate uh, uh, one-time workshops, but also facilitate uh, uh, ongoing group uh, group work. So, uh, so I can yeah. definitely, uh, I, I can definitely uh, speak, uh, ev- you know, speak for that too, and endorse that a- as well. And there is something about, yeah, you know, I was the last person in the world that ever wanted to do a a, a, a retreat or a group um, because it's really hard to keep secrets when you do that. Um, but uh, but uh, I it was by far the most powerful thing that I could have done and the most useful thing for me. Again, going back to that trusting that voice is because it's the last thing I wanted to do because I knew that it was risking what I perceived as emotional safety. Um, but really what I was trying to avoid as Brene Brown would say, is I was trying to avoid being vulnerable and, uh, and vulnerability is exactly what I, where I needed to go and, and had the courage to do that. So Davida, thank you yeah. so much for being, uh, on the podcast, on the journey today and sharing a little bit about your story and a little bit about, uh, you know, your aspect of, of even, even in your adult life, how you had to navigate through, you know, uh, as you were outgrowing a particular group of people that were helpful for one time period, but you had to listen to, uh, that, 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 your own intuition and listen to God um, as you were navigating through that. And thank you for obviously what you're doing for uh, the women that, you know, and the people who read your book as well as the women that come to your, come to your class and your workshop. If, if we were getting ready to, as we're wrapping up, um, if there was something that you wanted to share with the people that are listening, what, what would be one thing you'd want to share with them? You know, I think just something really simple, which is just keep going you know, like, keep, keep going. Don't, don't stop exploring. Don't stop growing. You know, if you find yourself stuck, you know, step out and, and just, just do something, you know, like take a step, do something. Cause I feel like the only time that, that we're, that we're not moving forward, that we're not progressing is when we just quit. Keep, we, we don't keep going. You know, we just kind of stop, we get stuck, we get scared. Um, but do something, you know, always just keep walking, keep moving, keep going. And you, when you look, you might not see it in the moment, but when you look back, you know, you're five years, you know, two years, and you know that you've kept going the whole time and you've never like just given up on exploring because it hurt or whatever, um, you'll see your growth there. And so I think just keep going and don't be afraid to do something good for you. Like, it's okay to put yourself first. It's okay to, you know, it's okay to, to look into those places and, and do some work on you. It's not always about everybody else. And when you put yourself first, you're better able to give to others. Absolutely. Definitely well said. So, uh, Davida, uh, for anyone listening, we can look up Davida Schmidlin um, on Facebook or Instagram. And then soon, assuming after the first of the year, you'll be uh, looking for davidaschmidlin.com um, on yep. your website and, and Unraveled. Um, Unraveled. Uh, on Amazon as well. So, yeah, so. yeah. Perfect. Well, Davida, thank you very much for being being with us and uh, you be safe and be well and keep doing the good work that you're doing. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun. I've enjoyed it very much.
Good deal. All right. Thank you. And and for anyone, uh, as you're as we're getting ready to sign off today, thank you very much for being with us. And uh, again, the, these steps of of personal growth, it does take effort. It's not just the things that we um, we want to change. It's also taking effort to. Uh, Physically, we talk about self-care a lot, but then also being able to push through those emotional and mental barriers as well. And, and doing a, a, a workshop or a class uh, such as Davida's offering is one of those steps that we can do that. Thank you very much and be well, and we'll see you again soon.